Good morning, High Point Church. I would say this is probably true about you as it is me, that some of the most exciting times in my life have often have also been some of the most uncomfortable, nerve-wracking moments in my life. Think about it this way. Um, you're, you know, you're, you're getting ready for a huge presentation, either at school or at work. You're nervous, but it's an opportunity. It's exciting. But you're, you're looking for sometimes a way out. You're looking for a door. I, I know for me, when I was um, a kid, even from, from a young age, um, I used to like to jump off of high things. Um, often, most of the time, into water. That, that was important. Uh, and when I was a teenager, about 16, we would go to uh, Colorado River, and we would look for the highest cliffs. And I, went, I went up to one, and we used the... Um, the ski rope, which is about 100 feet, to measure how high up we are. So you get up there, and when you're looking from below, it's like, oh, yeah, we can do that. You get up there, and you, you drop the line down, and it doesn't touch the water, and your heart start, starts racing. You're thinking, I'm not. But then everybody, you know, other boats have gathered around. They're looking up. They're yelling, jump. You can do it. I'm like, whoo, okay, deep breath. Heart's going, and you go. When you're, right when you leave, you're just, it's just an exhilarating moment. And when you land, you're looking for the, the fastest way back up to jump again. This is true, you know, physically like that. Also, emotionally and spiritually. Think about moments where, you know, emotionally, you're vulnerable. You're, there, there's moments in your life where, you, you know you need to go and make something right with somebody. And when you do that, it, it, it's hard. It's, it's a little scary. There's, there's fear. There's a little, you know, anxiety there. But in the moment when you do that and you make it right and there's reconciliation, God kind of comes in, in, into that moment. You know, those are some of the best moments of our life. I remember proposing to, to Amy um, up on a cliff in California, and um, everything's ready. I, I'm pretty sure she's going to say yes. I'm pretty sure at this point. Um, but still, I'm nervous. It's scary. This is like a step of faith. It's big, right? Um, I'll tell you what. The first time I was called to stand up and publicly speak on a mission trip, I, I was... I mean, I can't tell you, but I was looking for the exit. I was, I was worried about this. I was scared. It was in, it was in um, Mexico. I had a translator. I'd never, never spoken with a translator before. But before I went on this trip, I resolved in my spirit that I would obey God. I, it, it, there was a, a resolve of radical obedience. And you do that sometimes when you're going on a mission trip or you're, you know, kind of going into, to, to um, you know you're going to be in ministry. You're going to be doing something and ministering. And so I would, it was the moment I was called to, to, to speak. And there was a small crowd, kids and parents. It was outside. And um, I got the opportunity to share my testimony and share how God has changed my life and invite them um, into a relationship with God. And in that moment, you see God move. He moved in my life. He moved in my spirit. But he also used me to proclaim his truth 
and other people's lives were changed. Those are amazing moments. Those are incredible things that God does. I believe that we are created to exercise our faith in radical ways, that God has made us to step out, to resolve in advance that we are going to obey him and we're going to step out in faith. And when we do, it's scary. You know, there, there, you, you might be looking for an exit, but if you will step out in faith and obey God, he will meet you in that moment. And so those are the most exciting, best moments often of our life. This is something I believe wholeheartedly about each of us. This is something I believe about you and I believe about me. I believe that God loves you. I believe that God uniquely created you and has called you. I also believe that God has gifted you to build the body of Christ. I believe that he has gifted you to build up the body and to bless the world. That we have been called according to his purposes with good works already set out in advance that we would love one another well, that we would come alongside one another and build each other up, and then that we would use the giftings and the, the security and identity we have in the Lord to bless the nations. And we do that every day as we interact with our neighbors, as we interact with, with our coworkers, with our families. We are called to be a blessing. Through faith we become children of God. We, we become part of the body of Christ. God invites us into a relationship with him that we could walk with him and other believers as the body of Christ where the, the scripture describes this as that, that there are many parts. We all have our unique giftings. We all have our unique talents. We all, have, we all are, are designed a little differently, unique. But the, those parts come together to make up the body of Christ. And then what the scripture says is that through the body of Christ, he is going to bless the world. So through faith, we become his children, but it's through obedience that we get to join God in his work. We get to join him in what he's doing and how he's, he's changing people's lives around us. We get to join him by looking at how God has designed us, what our passions are, what our giftings are, what our talents are, and then using those to glorify him and to, to come alongside other people and make their lives better. We see this throughout the books, book of Acts. That's what Acts is all about. It's about the beginning of the church, the coming together of um, the, the, the believers and how the church spreads and expands and God does that by using the gifts and talents of not just one or two or three people, but the whole body. We see that the early church met from house to house. Can you imagine? It, it, it talks about in Acts 2 that the church went from, from 120 to 3,000 people in a very, very short time. Can you imagine how many house churches those are? Men, women, children, all gathering together for prayer for breaking of bread, but not, it didn't stop there. We see throughout Acts that the early church 
was engaging with the community, with those who, who would listen, with those who are interested. They, they proclaimed the word. But not only did they proclaim the word, they met the needs of the community. They served sacrificially. They loved those who, who um, um, you know, in practical ways, they, they met needs. They, they went alongside the, the, the widows and the, those who were poor and without. The church was active in the community around them. And th- what it says is that every day they saw people added to their community. God uses just the everyday natural bent of our gifts and talents and passions to make a difference in people's lives. God is speaking. He is at work always around us in other people's lives. And he invites us into that to accomplish his purposes, which is to see him glorified and to, to, to see those who don't know him come into a, an intimate saving relationship with him. Now for a moment, imagine a world where this was not true. Imagine a world where there wasn't a God who loves you, who has created, uniquely created you and specially gifted you to do, um, uh, to be part of his kingdom and to be, be on, on, on mission. Imagine this world where this was not true. We would be, we would be here, we would exist, but what would it be all about? We would be looking to create meaning in life where there was no ultimate meaning or objective truth. For me, that's a hard pill to swallow. Morality would be subjective. We would, it, it, culture would dictate what, what we believe and what we're about and what our purpose is. This would leave, I think, me empty. This would leave me, you know, wanting more. You know, I look around and I, I see God at work. I know that God loves us. I, I can see how he's moving and working all around. These things, what the scripture says is true about us, is that we were created in his image that we, were, we are special, that, we, that, that he has set us apart, that we are a chosen people, and that he has good works for us to do. That we are uniquely designed and gifted to be part of the body of Christ and to impact the world around us. Romans 12, 6 through 8 gives us a picture of this. It says, Each of us has different gifts. And these gifts are according to the grace of God in us. If a man's gift is prophecy, the scripture says, let him use it in the proportion of his faith. If it is serving, let him serve. If it is teaching, let him teach. If it is encouraging, let him encourage. I love that. It's so simple. Like, you don't have to be an amazing prophet. If your gift, if you're, you are good at encouraging people, the scripture says, go encourage people. 
If it's about contributing to other people's needs, let him give generously. If it is leadership, let him lead. If it is showing mercy, let him do that cheerfully. And you can go on and on. What is it that God has gifted you to do? What are you good at doing? How, how are you uniquely designed to build up the church and to bless those around us? We are all created with specific purposes, with specific talents and aptitudes to make a difference in people's lives. What is yours? Is it giving? Is it generosity? Is it leadership? Is it just simply showing compassion and mercy? Is it meeting practical needs? Whatever it is, lean into that. Recognize that that is the very thing that God wants to use to build his church and to reach new people. God is looking for those of us who will put our faith in him and trust in him and radically obey with what he has given so that we can build the church and bless the nations. When it comes to faith and obedience, your boldest moments are your greatest moments. When it comes to stepping out um, and, and entering into the work of God, our boldest moments are our best moments. Think about it. If, if we will step out and join God in what he's already doing around us, what's going to happen? We're going to experience God in a new way. Our lives will be changed, but also beyond that, further than that, we get to be part of what he's doing on earth. Each of us is an essential part of the body of Christ. Each of us has our unique role to play. And the scripture talks about how he has, in advance, prepared good works for us to do. That we are designed to join him and to fulfill his purposes on earth. Matthew 24 and 25. These two chapters set up this kind of picture and dichotomy of those who are faithful and those who aren't with what God has given him. And especially in, in Matthew 25, Jesus tells two parables. One parable is a parable um, of the, the ten virgins who are given something to steward. The next is the parable of the talents where three people are given a, a, um, a certain portion of money, talents, and are, are basically empowered to use those um, for God. And in both, both of these cases, there's some who are faithful and some who aren't. And the ones who aren't often aren't terrible people. They just took what God gave them and kind of protected it and hid it and buried it, one, one of them. And the ones that were faithful took what God gave them and used it to, to, um, be faith, to faithfully 
honor God with what, what was there. And it said that to those who were given and didn't, didn't faithfully steward, even that was taken away. To those who were faithful with what God would give them, it was multiplied. And I think about that. This is true in nature. It's spring. We're planting, you know, plants. I've, I've got these two azalea bushes that I just, I just put in and dug a big hole, got the soil right, put them in, filled it with water, you know, did the little kind of channel where the water sits. Um, I've been taking care of them, been looking after them. And they're doing good, if you are concerned. They're doing good. They're growing. I've got some flowers on them. And I'm looking after them. And they're growing. They're, they're doing well. And they're producing. It's, it's happening. I'm tending to it, right? I'm being faithful to, to do my little part there. And the, and when I think physically, um, recently my son's gotten into to weightlifting, so we've been we've been faithful. We've been going to the gym. We've been pumping the iron um, and doing a little little extra. We've been running and swimming. Um, and so as as we've done that, I see the 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 amount of weights we're putting on go up a little bit, right? And that tells me that my muscles are growing a little and getting stronger because I am being faithful with what God has given me. I'm using it, and it's growing and getting stronger. That is a, a universal truth that we see here in, the, in, this, in these uh, parables, that if we will take what God has given us and use it, it will grow. And it, it, will, it will grow in us, and it will be used and grow through us. Amy, my wife, years ago, and I, I, won't, I, won't, I don't think I'll ever forget this, preached a sermon, and it was similar to what we're talking about today. And she said, what is in your hand? She said, what's in your hand? And whatever, whatever that is, whatever God, it could be something, it could be a small, it could be, you know, Already something that, that has grown, but whatever is in your hand, what has God given you? What is in your hand? Use that to bless somebody. Use that to glorify God. Step out, take whatever that is, step out and allow God to, to, to enter into that moment. I believe if we will pick up our eyes, look around us, we will see plenty of needs plenty of opportunities to use whatever God has given us, whatever gift or talent, passion, kind of, you know, abilities you have, we all have them. God wants to enter in to, you, to the middle of your situation in your life and use you to bless other people and to build the body of Christ. What is in your hand? I'm not the type of person who wakes up regularly, nightly, and with dreams and visions of how God wants to use me, of what he's doing around me. Um, I, I know uh, I, had a, I had a friend on a church staff who was very uh, connected spiritually, you know, um, and in tune with what was God, God was doing um, in her life and in other people's lives, just had 
God uniquely designed her that way and gave her that ability. And she would come with these dreams she had of, of different people and she would go and talk to them and God would use her in, in their lives. That does not happen to me. Never, never has that happened to me. Um, I, I, I'm not sure there's ever been a time where I had heard the voice of God and I was 100% sure it was him. Now, by hearing the voice of God, I've moved my family to Australia and then back from Australia. And we've, we've obeyed God in some extreme ways. But it's come through seeking him and getting outside input and going through a process of discovering, yes, 100%, that's God. But in the moment, I have never heard the audible voice of God or had the, the 100% conviction that, yes, this is God right now. Um, speaking to me clearly, 100%. But I will say this. I often sense God's prompting and his leading. I often hear the voice of God telling me, hey, you know, go and in, in text this person, give them a call, reach out, encourage them, find out how they're doing. I often sense God when I'm um, at church or even, even at a, a, a HOA meeting for my community, um, speaking to me about the people around me. And sometimes God's asking me to just step out in faith and ask them how they're doing, ask them if I could pray for them, ask them what's happening in their life. I believe that I am in good company, that most people hear God's voice this way. And what God is looking for is that faith that says, okay, God, I'm willing to risk it. I'm willing to step out. You have gifted me. You say you, you've created good works for me in advance. You want me to enter into the people's lives around me and make a difference. I will obey. I will obey in the moment when you say, step out, talk to them, give some, somebody's in need and God's putting it on your heart. He wants you to give to them and to, to make a difference financially in their life. Maybe that's, that's where you enter in. God is calling us each in our own unique way to build the body of Christ and then to use what he's given us, the resources, the talents, our, our passions to bless those around us. This is true about me. God has designed me with a pretty optimistic and view of the world, and I'm a natural encourager. I also have some kind of natural, even since I was a, a very small child, natural leadership um, bent and strategic mind for, for you know, thinking about how to, how to solve problems. This is how God has designed me, and he wants me to use those things, right, to do what? To, to come alongside and build people up, to encourage them, to help them, to, to call them onward, in, in, to, to follow after Jesus. Here is the reality. We are happier and more fulfilled when we are using 
the gifts that God has given us and walking in his purposes. Each of us has been given a gift. As we are faithfully, as we are faithful to step out in that, God will use us. We will make a difference in people's lives. And what he says is that those gifts will grow, that they will become more so that we can take bigger steps of faith and bless more people and see the church built up. And then what happens? It grows a little more and we take bigger steps of faith and we bless, we're, we're able to have even a bigger impact. But what God says, hey, be faithful with the little. Start now, take steps of faith. So what I want to ask you and challenge you today is where is God calling you to step out in faith? He has gifted you. He loves you. He's called you according to his purposes. I believe that's true if you're a Christ follower right now, if you're following after Jesus or not. I believe he loves you. He's called you and he wants to use you. He's uniquely designed you to make a difference in people's lives. I don't want to close this time without you asking yourself and you know, resolving in your heart that you're going to obey God. Also that asking, where is it, God, you want me this week to join you in your work, to make a difference in somebody's life? Will you resolve with me to step out in faith this week? to make a difference. It could be something very small. It could be, look, God's been telling you to, to reach out to somebody and encourage them, text them, ask them how they're doing. It could be you need to walk across the street, knock on your neighbor's door, take them some cookies and some, some milk, if you do that these days, and, and ask them, hey, you know, God's laid you on my heart. Can, can I be praying for you guys? Is there anything going on? Um, that, that we can pray or, or help. Look, they, I believe if you and I will resolve to obey and say, I'm available, God will show us how to do that. I'm going to close with this verse. It's going to be like a benediction and a prayer. Um, so join me. This is 1 Peter 4.10. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides. So that in all things... God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory, the power forever and ever. Amen. Have a great week. God bless you. Let's go out there and make a difference in somebody's life this week.